the podcast panel. Um, I'm Jen from Not Another Atheist Podcast. I do have a co-host. I do have Allegedly. a co-host. Mm. I have a co-host. Allegedly. He lives in Canada and he's married You would to know. A- <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be something real informal. If you guys have a problem with strong language, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm real sorry because you're going to hear a lot of it. Yeah. Um, he lives in Canada with a super Christian, I'm sorry, super Catholic wife. Ooh. So atheist conventions are not exactly something he turns up to very often. Yeah. And if he ever reached out to me, I'd say yes if I wanted to. You need to, to check your other folder because it's there. Come on the show. Because it's there. All right. Okay. We're all friends too, by the way. (laughs) My name's Don. I'm uh, one of the three co-hosts of the uh, Godless Heathens podcast. Uh, We're out of Atlanta. We do, yeah, big A-town. We do a podcast where we look at church-state separation issues uh, on a bi-weekly basis. I'm Marissa McCool. I host two podcasts and produce seven others. And I've been doing it for about three years, and I yell shit a lot, I guess. So. I'm going to sleep. Oh my god! Podcast and produce seven. And a job. Holy shit! And a grad shit. student. And a god. And a. Uh, <laughs> I have two cats. Hi, I'm Zach. Yes. I do the Zachrilege cast. I've been doing this since early 2015, and uh, pretty much interview people and bring them on every week. So yeah. So. One of the one of the unique things about podcasting is there's pretty much I think in one regard there's two kinds of podcasters the people who just go up here and wing it like we're doing right now and the people who script every single word I don't think there's too much in between no so are no. are all of you the wing it types too I'm the wing it type we we try to have a structure on my show there is not we will come in with it there is not one show that we ever it's yeah. like it's like for anyone that's had a child, you had the perfect birth plan picked out, and then the minute you hit that delivery room, bye, bye. That's my whole show. To be fair, there's more wine on your show than Cersei Lannister has. So, oh, nice. Yes, there is. That's yeah. not a. That's Brown's not a. Do you drink on your show? No, not except for the live show. Oh, that's we the only that. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cersei Lannister and Tyrion Lannister, as that's... far as the wine and alcohol. <laughs> is that, that's actually one of the parts of our show. We, we have a quick discussion of what we're drinking. During the show, no, whether it be this wine. I'm, I'm a more of a wine drinker. The other two guys are, are craft beer guys, so they're always bringing in. And that's you. Yeah, well, the official, current official beer well, of the Zach Village cast is that. the uh, Dragon's Milk out of uh, Michigan. It's oh. very good. Barrel aged out. I'm a hipster. <laughs> I know, but I don't have the beard. I don't have any of that going on. I mean, I do come up because I interview. I guess it depends on the guest. Like some guests, you just know you can kind of go off on tangents. And there's some where you're very formal with the questions. It really depends on who it is. But I do have a run sheet, and occasionally I even use it. But it's just kind of to give me an idea of what to do. But I record live, and it pretty much goes out as that. So yeah. it is, like I say, live radio. And unless someone's internet goes out, usually what happens in the 45 minutes is usually what comes out. We have, um, and we have a scripted intro and a semi-scripted, we kind of riff it, uh, outro. Um, but... In between the actual body of, of the show, usually is no more than about five words written on a legal pad uh, in, in pre-show meeting, and um, everybody kind of—it's it's, just these are kind of the things we want to talk about and, and find a segue from here to here, you know, kind of what the about thing. You? 
Oh, I, the, I, I do two shows a week, and the only part we really script is the skit at the beginning of uh, The Sister yeah. Getting Out of Hand, and that's because it's a skit. It kind of has to be. Yeah. Uh, the few times we've tried to do it off script, uh, it's, it doesn't quite have the punch no. and the quickness to mm-hmm. it, because you, know, you try to keep that within time, and you're making a point, and you're playing a character, so you kind of need that. But personally, as someone who has interviewed hundreds of people at this point, uh, I'm the kind of person that would prefer to listen to what they say and respond to it rather than uh, having a list where I, I hear someone say something awesome and then I go, oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. I heard, I heard you have a dog. No. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Some of us are more atheist than others. Okay, <laughs> Mine touches a lot more on social justice issues within marginalized and minority communities. But we notice that there's a very big difference between, oh, we have to pray for these people, and oh, we should probably get the fuck out there and do something for these people. And the views are very different, and the reasonings are very different. Atheists tend not to believe that everybody has to suffer to get to God. We believe that there's actual reasons why people are being marginalized and why they're literally being killed and there's reasons to stop it, not because they get some kind of reward at the end for it. Right. So we noticed that there was a big difference between that, so we decided to actually speak on that instead of sticking to the, this is why we're atheists and this is how we're going to make fun of religion. and Which also has its place. It feels right. like... There are atheist podcasts and podcasts by atheists. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're definitely a podcast by atheists. Right, and uh, we're, we're, we're all not on the same show. Yeah, we're no. all on different shows. No. Um, I, I'm one of the three co-hosts of the Godless Heathens podcast, so it's mostly uh, auto repair and a little artisanal baking. But, you know, um, no, we, uh, we – it actually says it in the intro. Um, Jerry says this is a show by atheists. It's about a lot of things, not just atheism. Um, so uh, we've, we've had shows where we're a little more on the political side and a little less on the religion side. And we've had more some shows like the recent vote by the Methodists uh, that was just a straight religion show with very little politics attached to it. So. Yeah. Uh, my first show, the Inciting Incident podcast, is half deep dive interview show or if we just – it's a deep dive on a specific topic. So it, atheism is almost um, incidental. No, no pun intended, because it's the inciting incident. But, um, you know, I feel like there's only so many times you can congratulate each other on getting the God question right before you talk about other shit. Yeah. And uh, my co-host on that show is a queer woman who is uh, the head of the Chicago Atheist Society. And there's a lot more to it than talking over and over again about how, you know, whatever religion is, especially in the last couple of years, which... Uh, cheap plug, 5.30, I'll be talking about in the gym with a panel. Um, but uh, um, fi- at 5.30, we will, uh, I have the, I'm hosting the LGBTQ panel. So um, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. Um, the other show I have is very specifically a trans podcast. Uh, we have no cis people on it. It is for trans people by trans people, and I like to think of it as trans happy hour because it's the one time a week we don't have to stop and explain things every six seconds. Yeah. So it's just kind of us <laughs> hanging out and talking shit, you know, in between us. Oh. 
Yeah, it, it's you know we don't have to stop and explain what cis means for the eighty fourth time that day. Or it's got to be tiring to it, be constantly educating people. Yeah, yeah. So I often have to you know even me as someone who travels and does education, I have to remind people I'm not a twenty four seven on demand education robot, <laughs> and I'm also not like hey. Is your shitty uncle uh, saying that all trans people think they're attack helicopters? Please tag me into your Facebook argument. Yeah. True, yeah. About I just started my show because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I do the Zach Rillich cast, and if you can't spell it, take a picture or write it down, because it, I have the, uh, one of, like, five T-shirts that exist with this on here. <laughs> I, I started, I was listening to a lot of atheist podcasts like in late 2014, the, good, the glory golden age pre, uh, before it all went crazy. And I just decided I was going to talk about podcasts. I was going to talk about shows that I listened to. And then the host of one of the shows is like, hey, why don't you just interview me? And, you know, that was the light bulb moment. So uh, it was only like 30 minutes the first episode, but now it's about 45 minutes and it's me interviewing people. And like you said, like initially when I started doing it, it was, for the most part, hard to believe. Atheist podcasts are about people who used to be religious. I never was. So that's a point of view I'm always fascinated by. And it's us just getting another person's point of view. And I know I've gone two, three months sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't actually ask a question about religion because it's still out there. We mm -hmm. still have to deal with it. But once you've reached a certain point, you know, you make that angry atheist phase joke you kind of like, well, we have to talk about something else. And really, it's the other person's journey, the whole point of the episode. Some people think the only point of the episode is me ask questions so I can drink beer, which is true. It's, but to get this person's story and to convey it, and even if they've told it a hundred times, I think they need to tell it one more time. Just like, in case that one person yeah, hasn't, that one person hasn't heard it. Religion kind of doesn't yeah. evolve. Religion doesn't evolve. It kind of stays stagnant. So it's kind of hard to constantly cover something that's not moving. And everybody's story is different, yeah. and you can learn something from everybody's different story as well, too. So what, what would you all say is the most advantageous uh, part of this particular platform? Of uh, podcasting? Yes. Um, it's, it's up to you. I mean, you, you have carte blanche to do whatever you want, you know. Um, there, there's no – for a couple of hundred bucks – you can you can start podcasting and it can be anything you want it to be. I mean, there's no there's no cor you know the man so to speak. There's no corporate overlord telling you yeah, you got to do this and you got to hit for your some bumper. of us. Yeah, and all that for stuff. For some of us, there's no um, yeah the man for some of us. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but it's it's all it's like the wild wild rest of internet radio. You know, kind of where yeah. it's. Just anything goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Uh... Actually, I forgot the question. Um, what's <laughs> what do you think is the most advantageous part I'm of this bad. particular media platform? Yeah, it is kind of formless, and I think that it was said in the first one. You know, do the show that you would want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like yeah, I'm in a niche of a niche. You know, atheist podcast is a small thing, and then doing <laughs> interviews about atheist people, but then just about everybody technically almost does an atheist like an interview yeah. show because you're usually either interviewing each other yeah. or you're interviewing your co-host what i think is you'll never run out of topics no. you know if, if and yeah. if your show is just just interviewing atheists other atheist podcasters you'll never run out of shows 
Yeah, it's never running out of people. It's yeah. just sometimes being kind of it's weird being on a stage saying, well, you know, it's hard for me to talk to strangers. But that's the hardest part sometimes is just to do it. And it is a matter of uh, having momentum. Like, because I do a show every week, I'm like, well, I have to do this show. And I've done so many that many of the steps are just and in my head. And life happens, too. So sometimes you really got to be like, I have to get my shit together and, like, do a show this week. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. But I got to get it together. Um, we live in the internet age. We have friends all over the world now. Honestly, for me, it's getting able to talk to my friends over drinking and just kind of shooting shit and bullshit and then just yeah. exchanging ideas is my big thing. Because yeah. we come up with these brilliant plans. I mean, granted, we're drunk. We're so lucky that we have them on recording <laughs> to actually put them in because we don't remember them. But you get these brilliant ideas and then it's like, whoa, this is like some grassroots that we can do. This is something we can really do. And then we go out and do them. So that's been the best part about it. Mm, yeah. Uh, to speak to your point where you say, you know, talking to strangers, uh, this is an unusual podcast experience because doing a podcast can feel like a very uh, s- solitude experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because uh, we're in a room. Most of us don't live, you know, if we have co-hosts, we don't live with them. You're kind of an exception. I'm, yeah, I'm the exception. My, yeah. my yeah. co-host, my two co-hosts uh, live close enough that they come to my house and we record together in the same room. Yeah. My, mine lives in Canada. Yeah. One of mine lives in Chicago. I live in Minneapolis, and Ari lives in Colorado. Yeah. So oh, yeah, wow. uh, we've recorded, me and Bethany have recorded in person three times. Twice was a live show. Yeah. And Ari and I have recorded in person once, once. and that was yeah. at, also at a live show. Wow. So, um, you know, most of podcasting is being in a room by yourself, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's other people on a screen. Most of the time you don't see them because it's yeah. an audio medium. Yeah. But I think the biggest advantage of podcasting, besides the fact that it's unfiltered and you can really say whatever you want, is that if you want to listen to podcasts, you don't have to just be listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been on three planes in the last two days, and I've knocked out probably 15 episodes of podcasts mm-hmm. because you, know, you don't have to turn your podcasts off when you get on the plane. And if you already have them downloaded, you yeah. know, it's just going through the yeah. queue. Or, you know, when I was in undergrad, I had a two-hour drive to school. Yeah. So that was four hours a day. I was listening to podcasts. So you can do other things as opposed to, say, YouTube, where you kind of have to... I, I drop it into the website from home, and that's literally my Alexa behind me is my friend's podcast. Yeah. That's what I listen to all day. Which kind of helps because it's kind of like your friends work with you. And I get to hear this now while I'm working. See, my, my problem is I'm so anal. If I find a new podcast, I don't want to start with episode 87. I want to download them all and start at the beginning. Well, that sounds like and, a medication and, problem. Yeah, that you yeah. So I, I'll, I'll do that. I'll download them. And I'll put them on a little memory stick and, you know, and listen to them back and forth to work until yeah. you know, Gosh. I'm caught up on them. Now I've got another podcast I need to add to my weekly rotation. The podcast I listen to the most just because they do like three episodes a week is uh, the I Doubt It with Dollamore podcast. Okay. And they, they're doing, their next episode is number 500. I am not going back 500 freaking episodes. <laughs> yeah. I won't even go back 58 in my own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Episode, you know, like, I'm like, no. Um, she had a question. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering about, like, yeah, kind of technical okay. question. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, um, right there. My name's Michael. I'm, I'm one of the co We have, like, five co-hosts on uh, Blasphemy in the Bluegrass. We do oh, that's a great name. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Y'all local? We, uh, we're in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Okay. And we do uh, mostly, like, we have a legislative update about what's 
Frankfurt. Y'all got plenty of shit going on in Kentucky with with Bevins. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Plenty. And you know, we talk sometimes we interview atheists. You know, like people just local to the community, and they tell their story, and it it varies from month to month. But I had a a question, especially for for the ones who have uh, remote who have remote co-hosts. Is what kind of software or phone system setup do you recommend? I have a doing that sort of six-year-old thing. Alienware computer, an Audio-Tech microphone with like two pop filters on it, and Audacity. Okay, that's it's, it. That is just it, it. Yeah, we have a we have one of those blue uh, <laughs> Bluetooth microphones that sits mm-hmm. up on the on the table. We plug it into my husband's computer. We yep, just sit around the table. Look, like Blue Yeti, something like Blue that. Yeti. That's what we use. That's what we use one microphone for the three of us. We are proudly lo-fi. It's, it's and, uh, so low-tech. Yeah. That's what we mean by pretty much bad. anyone can get into podcasting. Uh, yeah. I have an expensive microphone yeah, because... Yeah, you like... That's your thing. Well, <laughs> I, 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 bought, I heard Callie, my, one of my best friends, Callie Wright, uh, have, she got a new microphone one day, and I said, which one did you get? And I got that one. Uh, I won't say how much it was because <laughs> it was not two digits i'll say that much um i have that and it came with uh, a huge arm Mm -hmm. and a cord into it that can plug into a mixer yeah so i have a mixer with multiple outlets and then that plugs into the computer and then to interview uh guests or have co-hosts uh one of us we do skype uh and we'll add a guest to that and i have a software that automatically records skype calls so i don't even have to worry about yeah. Hmm? We use that um, when we have a, a guest call in. There's a software recording called Amalto. I just want to with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, M- it's just called MP3 Skype Recorder. Oh. Um, one that's easy, especially for beginners, is a Cast or Zencaster mm-hmm. because everybody logs in and it records their feed from their computer. Right. So on a separate track, right? Yeah. yeah. So that makes editing so you, super yeah, easy. Yeah, Zencast. Z e n c a s t. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I, I know. I got a buddy that does um, the Bible says what podcast. Mm-hmm. He, he lives out in uh, Las Vegas, and he records everything with his phone. He uh, there's a, a software you can download. It's an app. It's called Castbox. Um, it automatically c a s t b o x one word. It automatically comes on. Whenever you make an outgoing call or an incoming call, it records your phone call, both both sides of the conversation, saves it on your phone as an MP3 automatically. That sounds like something I really need you to You don't have to touch. You I mean, it automatically does it every time your phone rings or you make a call. So when his, his show is him interviewing, not really interviewing, but him asking Bible questions of preachers. Um, and so a lot of it they don't know what's going on some yeah. of them they do um but it makes it he, he goes I, he goes he'll record it on his phone take that mp3 download it into audacity edit it mix it put it out to touch easy. on recordings and everything like that the one biggest piece of advice i have now learned if what you say is not something you want used against you in a court of law <laughs> don't say it do not say it I was, how can I put this? 
I was a part of a child custody case that was a concerning a child that was not even mine. It was an ex-boyfriend of mine who had had this child with another woman. This woman is a God-fearing woman who's having children out of wedlock and shacking up with them, but you know I'm the heathen whore. My podcast, Recognizing you have an issue is the what first the hell's step. wrong with heathen whores? Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Girl. I did not come get on. a half million that's, dollar vagina to be a virgin. That's, thank that's you. Half the reason we're friends. I mean, come on. But two years worth of my show was put on trial. Two years worth of my show. I was subpoenaed. I was questioned in the lawyer's office about the things that I said two years ago. How are you raising your child with morals without God? It suddenly became wrong that I have bottles of wine in my fridge because I don't believe in God. Which, once again, isn't that the blood of Jesus? Like, wouldn't that I, make and you I'm, more I said that at the Supreme I was like, well, wait, didn't Jesus have too much water at a wedding one night? Let's think about this Change, real quick. Yeah. Keep the party going. In the state of Tennessee, I was not able to make the second subpoena in court. It was my lawyer. My podcast was played in court. It was put on trial. My statements were used against me without representation. And it was deemed completely legal. The First Amendment on both ends does not apply to us in the Bible. Though. I am now on a parenting plan for a child I will never meet. This little girl is so out of her mind that if I am at the same Walmart as them, she will call the cops and I can be arrested because I have to legally stay away from a child that I have nothing to do with. Because I'm an atheist. Because my views were questioned in a court of law, again, without representation. When I questioned the First Amendment, I was told by the courts, by the police force, and by other lawyers to keep my mouth shut. It will never go further. The Supreme Court will not side with me. Hmm. So because it's a juvenile case and remains sealed, the smartest thing would be is to let it go. I have been told four times not to speak about this case publicly. You're listening very well. Yeah. <laughs> Following directions. I'm probably going to be sued at the end of this. To no. the truth. But, but um, there, there is one thing I feel like I should add to your point, which is if you speak and record it and put it out there for consumption, there is always the chance that somebody will listen to you. Yeah. And we've seen the results of what can happen when people do that in, you know, even most recently, uh, the, the Christchurch shooting. The guy was echoing, right. uh, you know, alt-right YouTubers. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a responsibility to not only own what you say, but to be aware of how people can take things you say, to be aware of who's listening, to be aware of how you're representing not only yourself, but you know, if, if you're doing a Strictly Atheist podcast, how are you representing the atheist, the atheist community? community. If exactly. you're uh, LGBTQ, how are you representing LGBTQ people? Uh, it, you really have to keep a lot of that you in do. mind. And- I not have to worry about my own child custody case because this woman likes to bring things to the media. I live in a military right-wing town. It's probably not going to look good for me Mm. at all. I know this. I know this. I love my son more than anything. But I know at the end of the day, he'll look at it one day and say, but she said something. 
she didn't back down because when we have a community like this, if you stop speaking, we die. Mm-hmm. We suffocate, we die. I'm not letting that happen. Four times now I've been told, police, law enforcement, judges. And, and I, I know I asked this question of the panel the first time, but I don't think uh, the same people were here. So uh, what was your best podcast experience? Mandisa Thomas, because like I said before, me and Mandisa grew up in the same neighborhood, about 10, 20 blocks apart. So it was this weird kind of nostalgia, but seeing the nostalgia from her perspective. So it was this weird, oh shit, yeah, remember when that happened? And then being like, oh shit, it was like that for you? <laughs> Damn, because I'm a white woman. She's a black woman. The world views us regardless of living in the same neighborhood. Regard- yeah, we both lived in the hood. The hood was very different for me than it was for her. So it was this kind of weird, damn, like that's how you saw it? That's how it was, that's how it was with me. And it was, you know, it was this, ah, you know, hot, funny shit, and then, damn, that's dope. Like, and then Matt Dillahunty. We, we had this whole show structured. My co-host was so nervous. Oh, my God, it was Matt Dillahunty. We got into the alcohol, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember half that podcast, and I own the recording. Like, I don't remember half of it. It turned into this kind of back-and-forth bullshitting. And it was, you know, Matt Dillahunty is Matt Dillahunty. And it kind of brought him down to this more human level. That was, and we had a great time with it. You know, you could, it was friendly. He's a really dope. Yeah, and it was, you could, you can kind of tell at that point in his career, he was getting tired of the same questions mm-hmm. over and over. And I was just like, I'm literally sitting here in Cookie Monster pajama pants. He's got his little Playboy <laughs> robe on, and we're just like, let's do it. And it was one of the greatest experiences I had. Was this, you know, kind of monolith in the atheist community, being comfortable and just being able to be himself. Mm-hmm. And that at, I think it was that point on that I was like, every guest we have, I don't give a shit. If I have Richard Dawkins on my show, this is how it's going to be. Get him drunk. Get him shit <laughs> face, and we're going to talk about the most random yeah. things from fifth grade that we think about at three in the morning when we can't sleep. Like, remember that time you tripped going down that aisle and just That's... everybody hated you? That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but somebody for like that, it's got to be refreshing to not have to answer the same ten damn questions and that's why, over like, and over My co-host over was starting to do it, and I could see the boredom kicking mm-hmm. in. And I yeah. was just like, so Matt, yo, look, look, let's talk about some shit. Did you watch this shit? What did you think of that? <laughs> and I can watch, I'm watching my co-host internally lose everything like I could see him internally screaming and like letting the reins go and he's like this was not the one I wanted to lose control on with her this was not it and it turned out to be one of our our best episodes was just being able to not hero worship in this community Mm -hmm. yeah I've been interviewed more times than I've actually done podcasts and I can say I appreciate that Uh, I have told my coming out story so many times that I think I have it memorized like down to She's been on our show, and I'm watching her gloss over, and I'm looking at Keith like, "Who told you?" (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to cut you off. How many times is she gonna say this? And I watched you just, (laughs) and I was like, "Now we're changing." Yeah, that's autopilot right there. (laughs) 
We had a show not too long ago. I want to go with a different answer for the second panel. Um, we had a show not too long ago where we had our, our, our rundown, everything. We had discussed everything we were going to talk about. And the show started, and we opened up, uh, we, did, we did the intro, and then we talked about what we were drinking for that episode. And then one of our co-hosts, who had just buried one of his uncles, said, So I went to church last week for the first time in three years. Oh. And the conversation went, whoop! <laughs> and and we never talked about a single topic that we had written down uh, for us to, to discuss that episode. And we had an hour, a little over an hour conversation of how you negotiate uh, or how you navigate a religious wedding or, or a religious funeral or some sort of family obligation that has a religious connotation to it when you don't believe that anymore, yeah. but the person that's getting married or the person that's being buried or the rest of your family does. Without and burning the bridges. Being yeah, the yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was really neat because uh, this was... Um, this was the uncle that Jerry got into it with when he first went off to college and came back. Mm. And it was like, oh, they send you off to college and teach you there ain't no God, you know, that kind of thing. And I think the fact that Jerry stuck to his guns, his uncle started to respect him a little bit more that day. Yeah. And uh, I made the comment during the show because uh, it was a Catholic uh, uh, funeral. Yeah, uh, on everything else. But he says, you know, so it's, you know, you, you got to stand, sit, kneel, all the other stuff. And he goes, and about halfway through it, he's, he's like, why the hell am I, doing, am I doing this? this? Why yeah. am I doing this? You know, and he, he said he just, he, he kind of quit, you know, the kneeling and all the rest of that stuff. And I kind of made the comment that I think his uncle probably respected him more, you know, mm-hmm. for, for not doing it. And that hurts after a while, you know, because, yeah. oh, I'm from a Catholic family. Genuflect, got a genuflect. I do that because it's like, it's like repetitive, it's, it's oh. robotic. I remember the last time I did it, I went to get up from the pew and went, Yeah. Why am I doing this right now? Like, everybody in the family knows. Why am I even trying? And I was just like, Yeah, screw it. Chatterbox. Chatterbox. Your best experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird. I was thinking about the whole Catholic experience because I've, it's like uh, my parents are in a liberal Catholic church and my brother and sister in law go to a more conservative one. And they actually do the RCIA teaching the adults. And it seems like most of what they're teaching them is when you're supposed to need, like you're, what you're supposed to do and be kind of robotic. Um, and, and maybe uh, you, you feel robotic when you're reaching out and you're talking to the same people that other people are talking to and asking them the same questions. So, I, I mean, I started my show as a YouTube show just because I knew I could go into Google Hangouts, you click record, you got it, your show's out, it's live. So I started trying to reach out to people on the YouTube side because you think YouTube, you think crazy right-wing people pretending to be leftists. So I had on uh, Steve Shives, who's one of the best-known people on the left, and he's just really friendly. We both have black and white cats. I mean, he does a show where he talks to stuffed animals, and he does it for full-time for a living. You know, you do this you're usually just talking to someone who kind of like you does a podcast it's a hobby maybe make a few bucks maybe make nothing and then you talk to somebody who actually does it full-time as a living and what it's like to do that and how your life changes because of that it's just it's really cool and he had a cool like blue background thing going on you know he's got the green screen and all that it's a super high-tech people but it was a mix of you know you go to see Ringo Starr in concert you want him to play the hits right so sometimes when you're interviewing that kind of guest you're like okay i have to ask a few of the 
set questions, but then you try to go on, on off the left field. I think I asked Steve because he's such a big Star Trek fan, and I will never watched it much. I almost got kicked out of the atheist community for not being a Star Trek person, but I was like, well, what's your one episode if you went onto a desert island? You know, you'd have to watch. And just trying to have a question. I mean, I, I, I for a while was doing a joke at the end and some guests are just not joke people so I was like well what's some kind of talent you have that people don't know about or what's some kind of hobby that's something that totally has nothing to do with it and you do want people to be kind of warm and engaged and just like you're having a conversation because that's what I say at the beginning let's start the conversation next week let's continue the conversation because that's what I do yeah interesting uh when I interviewed Steve Shives I lived about an hour from him and he actually came up to my house and interviewed with me in person, so that was yeah, cool. That was neat. Yeah. Uh, I, I really have a lot of good experiences, but I think the most important one is the person who wrote me and said the, an episode of my show saved their life. Uh, broadcasting for the trans community, especially uh, being under attack, uh, maybe in this state, HB one one five one. You know, it, it, it's it's a community that every six weeks they put something of us in the news cycle, and the same arguments get repeated over and over again, and the same attacks come out. And you know, we we put out a show in order to let those people let them know they're not alone. And I, I I can only reveal so much because it was a manifesto they basically sent me, but they emailed me and said they were on the ladder yeah. uh, mm. uh, literally about ready to kill themselves and they heard something that made that changed their mind and I, i'm not trying to aggrandize or anything but no. uh mm. to know that some bullshit i yelled into a microphone affected somebody's life that much uh i i would do the show forever for free yeah uh just knowing that one person is still here because something I have a question for you guys, speaking kind of something on that. Have you ever looked at, like, where your download status has come from and then noticed, like, countries where atheism, atheism is banned? Yeah. And then see that you have listeners there and you're like, mm -hmm. it kind of trips you out that you're like, I don't think what I say is that important. Yeah. To put your life on. Have you guys ever had that experience before? My, my, my audience is only 55% American. Yeah. So, for some reason, I translate well overseas, I, yeah. I guess. You translate beautifully, <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed, I think, looking at Podbean stats, I think the number two country I had, oddly enough, was, like, South Africa. Like, That's for some reason, I've never actually interviewed anybody from there. I've interviewed like, people in England and Germany and, I think, you know, a lot of Canadians. Yeah, we get a lot of, Canadians, get a lot of Canada, like get a lot of Australia, a lot of uh, Great Britain. Uh, huge in Kazakhstan, for some reason. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. No idea why. Yeah. Saudi Arabia was ours, and it kind of took me back, and I was like... But people die there for coming out as atheists. Like I, what I say is not that important to me. Yeah, like, it's not. It's just me talking shit. So I'm like, please don't put your life on the line for me getting drunk and talking shit. Yeah. It's really not worth it. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> like, it's, it's not worth getting caught no, with please. my podcast on your no, phone. No, <laughs> not mine. Do somebody important, yeah. not mine, please. <laughs> So because I know I'm going to have to tell my uh, drunk live show story again, uh, everybody tell an embarrassing story from podcasting. You're going to make me say his name again, oh. aren't you? Ishmael Brown. Ishmael Brown making comments on my tits, on my ass, on how he wanted to sleep with me, and I was really new. 
in the podcasting community and I had always kind of been known as not taking any shit and I took a lot of shit that podcast. And I was quiet and I giggled. I don't even know who the fuck that was on that show. I'm like, I'm just I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch and why is she not saying anything? And I was like, oh yeah, that's that why we don't report shit. Because when we perceive somebody that was more important than us, you know, I turned into that. <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah, I was sexually harassing my own podcast. And I didn't, as much as I speak out on it, I'm embarrassed that I didn't speak out myself. Come on. Um, it's, it's funny. We had, uh, we had somebody that came to our, we're all members of a local group in, in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, we had somebody that came to our group who had actually listened to our show and uh, and found out oh that y'all do that and uh, so we're I, I could hear Jerry talking to the guy about it and we we don't take ourselves very seriously I mean we call ourselves the godless heathens our intro music is an old old 80s song by a band called the Jazz Butcher called the Devil is My Friend so everything's kind of a little tongue in cheek and um, but Jerry was talking to him about the show and, and kind of you know asking him stuff and and the guy goes. So the um, the intro music and Jay goes, oh yeah, the jazz butcher. You like that? He goes, no, not a big fan. He goes, yeah, Don picked it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot. Just threw me under the bus. But I don't. We haven't. Uh, we've been doing it. We've been at it for about a year and a half now. Less than forty shows yeah. out. So haven't uh, haven't, haven't, done, had, an haven't had too many opportunities okay, to stick I'm a foot in my mouth. There you go. Come on. <laughs> that's it. We gotta give it to you. I think when I hear intro music on a show, that's when I hit the fifteen second forward thing. That's of course. <laughs> I, I just do the uh, welcome to the Zach Religion cast. Like I sing my intro. Sing. Shelly yeah, Siegel wrote a song for me from mine. Yeah. You better not be skipping Shelly Siegel. Yeah, man. What's <laughs> up with that? Okay, not Shelly. Shelly's an exception. <laughs> I, I had somebody one time in the comments say the outro music is too long. Like, who the <laughs> fuck listens to the outro music? <laughs> you yeah, usually, the line of usually that's the there. Line. You hit the next, you know, yeah, yeah. The next button. <laughs> You watch the whole video on Pornhub, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without skipping. Yeah. I actually well, thirty-six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually put a cold outro at the end of the outro music one time. Um, just during, they don't edit, so I'm going to say a word that they don't refer to. Editing. When I was editing the show, I feel there was, attacked right now. There was a half. Of, there was a half of one sentence and a half of another sentence. That one of the guys said that if you lifted that out of context, it, it was. It, it found, I found it funny, uh, so uh, I did that and and moved it to the very very end of the show where it was just repeated. It, it was. He was talking about um, um, Cortez AOC, and he said that um, one of the things that I like about her is that she puts out legislation that is you know very progressive so i took one of the things i like about her is that she puts out and just took that and, <laughs> and cut it and moved it and, and then and I, I, I didn't tell anybody so neither neither the co-host caught it until i told them about it and they went back and re-listened to it uh, so. oh, I, I, will, I will leave i will leave little easter eggs in 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 the in the show for yeah for when you edit i think that's your prerogative yeah you know? i mean that's why most weeks I try to do an out of context quote for my guest as long as the guest is like okay with cool that with sort it, of yeah. thing uh, but in terms of embarrassing I think there's this big rift in the atheist community it's the people who go to bed early and the people who stay up late so I was talking to like Utah outcasts and oh, their show <laughs> they were like well our show starts at like 9 o'clock like well it's 3 hour time difference so actually it's like midnight but 
the prep was like not even done till one. And I was probably like, oh crap, I have this beer fridge and I think I'm running out of beer. And before the show even officially started, I think I was afraid of falling asleep in the middle of it because it was just like... That is a long ass you, show. You, sometimes you, you get this like, wait, somebody invited me on a podcast, great. And then you're like, well, I don't always have to say yes and I don't have to say, hey, let's do it at three in the morning. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I did live shows in theaters for my 100th and 150th. And for my 100th episode, I had a bunch of people who are way more famous than me. And uh, I had the Skating Atheist crew, the entire crew. I had the Opening Arguments podcast. I had Callie and Ari. And I also had a former NFL player, Chris, Chris Cluey, who, for the record, is the one cis man I'd go straight for. Holy shit. Because um, he, I, I, he is a personal friend of mine. Reach, girl. He, and even still, he came to that. He flew in from California to Pennsylvania to be on that show. And he walked in. And I, even still, I'm like, do you know who you are? But, but, yeah, I, I coordinated eight guests, hotels, flights, wow. uh, everything for a theater show. And I was so busy trying to coordinate it that I forgot to eat. But my sister brought a bottle of my favorite liquor. And I drank about two-thirds of it. And this was probably a two-and-a-half-hour show. And by the end of the show where we're doing a Q&A... Uh, I apparently thought it was a really good idea to make one of those like closing momentum speeches where I say how important what everybody does, and I'm just like, I think you're the respect. You did the thing. It just yeah. is special. I gotta pee by. <laughs> and that is on record. So, uh, uh, thank- thankfully, at episode 150, where I had uh, Stephanie's van, Alex Jules, and Mandisa Thomas in Chicago, yeah. I did not drink for like a week. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so um, we got a few minutes. How should we wrap this one up? Because we can do any questions. Yeah. Anybody sure. have any questions? Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm a humanist I do. We do. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, we Close. do. Since you don't have sponsors, yeah, we do it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon. Um, I, I mentioned it at the at the earlier one. When we first started, um, I, I told the other two guys that um, it's nine dollars a month to host the podcast online for the uh, to upload it and uh, unlimited downloads and and all the rest of that good stuff. Um, if we could have our patrons pony up enough that we got $12 a month so that that $9 could be covered and we each had a dollar to put in our pocket at the end of the month that I would consider us, you know, we're good. And we're at about the 50 cent in the pocket each uh, point of this uh, where we're at right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, we don't get paid mainly yeah. because I am not, I'm still trying to figure out shit to get paid for that's not on our show and I can't come up with anything. So we're getting there. Just not yet. <laughs> it's. Uh, I read somewhere where it's. I forget the going rate of, based upon downloads, what a thirty-second ad you can get for yeah. on a podcast, yeah, and it's still paltry. I mean, it's, it's like. It's not that, yeah. in, in, anything less than a hundred thousand downloads an episode, you're, you're it's wasting your time. Yeah, if you're it's, yeah. if you're going into podcasting to make money, you're you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. there's a door. Yeah, like, <laughs> I make. No. 
couple hundred bucks, yeah. maybe. And the, yeah. the hosting, you have to pay yeah. uh, a site to host, and that distributes the podcast to like iTunes yeah. and the other kind of apps. Um, I'm I'm like I guess I'm the only one on stage who does make some money doing this. I guess, like, uh, uh, more power yeah. to you. I, I, that comes out in the positive. Yeah, if, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make about five hundred bucks a month uh, doing it, but and that's like super successful. Right. It's like ridiculously successful. <laughs> um, you know, there are a few people who make their entire living on this. I'm not there yet, but um, those are those are definitely the exception. The people who get, uh, you know, Casper mattress and all those people to yeah. to sponsor Blue their Apron. shows. Yeah. But we sometimes we we do creative things like, uh, hey, if you donate five dollars a month on Patreon, I'll plug your whatever. Yeah. You know that that's that's sometimes how yeah. we. Uh, Network. I've added a Patreon bonus, and it's just me doing I'm little cat it. videos. <laughs> I monetize I my cats. I can do this. I do like a 15-second little video of a, something dumb my cat does, and I post it. And that's I get more comments than that. Really? Because I started my show in 2015. I had three people who started Patreoning. <laughs> I don't even think they know they still do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've added three since then. You but it's, You know, I give them... I do an extended version. But if you do want to do it for free i mean the version i did before is i just did google hangout so all you do is you go into google and you click the record button if you have a uh, you know if you have a video camera on your uh, like laptop you can use that and i even just used my audio like i didn't have a microphone at first i, uh, I got one over time days, but at first i would say the auto quality is probably not great but i'm not a, i don't have that enough. super audio yeah, ear it is I, much uh, better to have the earbuds and the microphone if, if you can our patrons are lucky to get anything, really. <laughs> Go ahead. So, how do you choose a host? Uh, oh, um, there's there's a number of um, there's a number of places online that do that. Um, we chose ours by cost. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, Pod Podbean is who we use. It's a uh, podcasting hosting company. Um, it's fourteen dollars a month, uh, or you can pay a year in advance, and it's nine dollars a month if you do it that way. And that gives you unlimited upload and download. So if you want to do a three-hour episode every day, fine. You want if it gets a million downloads, fine. Still nine dollars a month. We literally said, "Who does everybody else go with?" Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay, yeah. If that's where everybody else goes, we'll do that. Yeah, I kind of went full circle two years ago. I was out there at this podcast panel asking. Yes. What? Yeah. What, what recording software do you use? You know, what, what kind of microphone do he you looks use? At me and I'm what, like, I, I was asking like all the technical questions. <laughs> I've got an hour worth of material a week. What? How the hell do I get it online? You know, and those, those kind of oh, things. Yeah, yeah. I use Spreaker because I I'm also a podcast producer and I have seven other podcasts on my channel. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a thing. It's like I'll host your sh- like I'll use my host site for your show so that. You know, newcomers don't have to pay that money mm-hmm. to get started. And, you know, I'm I'm not famous or anything, but I have enough name recognition value that if someone's out. just starting out and, oh, Marissa produced nice this, book. I might yeah. check it out. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's something I didn't have when I started out three years ago, so it's just something I try to do for others to get them started. One of the, uh, one of the things that uh, Podbean does that, that I like is if for people getting started out – if you do thirty minutes or less a month, it's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. You can you can yeah. record a half an hour show, upload it. They'll they'll host it for you. You get a website uh, and unlimited downloads, yeah. and you don't have to pay a penny. Yeah. And one thing I don't like about Podbean, 
you'd like to take your sermon and turn that into a podcast, you get a discount. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Except, yeah, religious podcasts get a uh, yeah. get a lower rate they than, get a much lower rate. than all the worldly podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So. But everybody uses Podbean, so it's kind of like a lesser evil that we have to contend with. Well, There's what, Lisbon? Lisbon. Spreaker. Who do y'all use? Lipson. Yeah, Lipson. Yeah. I, I mean, there's always iTunes, too. Yeah, as, long, as long as you get it, as long as, long as you're, the host that you use is, is connected to iTunes, because that's where all the podcatcher apps that are on your phone. Um, that's where they, they pull their podcast from is from iTunes. So once your once your podcast gets onto iTunes, everybody has access to it. Now you have to go into like Google Music. You have to sign up for that. Or you have to sign up for Spreaker separately. Um, yeah, but, SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, SoundCloud. All those. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify's doing podcasts now. So, yeah. so uh, we're out of time. We're late to class. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Thank you. That's it. <laughs>